Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 40, which we are recording on Tuesday, July 9th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're taking you on the road today. We are sitting in my car, the mobile recording studio, and pardon us if you hear pile driving construction noises in the background. Anywhere on my side of Santa Cruz, you hear this noise right now due to construction. So hopefully the car mic isn't picking it up too loudly. I don't think it will. But today is a special day because tomorrow is Charlene's birthday. So we <laughs> took the entire day off. We ditched our kids. We ditched our husbands. And we are going out shopping. shopping <laughs> yarn shopping. Yarn shopping. And we're going to go drink bubble tea. Yeah. and. We're going to have a girl day. Absolute girl day. <laughs> but we wanted to bring you guys along. So we're going to do our normal segments and then we'll record off and on probably throughout, throughout the, day. the day. Yeah. This will be fun. It's an adventure. Yeah. And we're definitely. bringing you along. Definitely. So what are you wearing? I am wearing for my fun little birthday adventure, I am wearing my current cardigan, which is knit in Mad Tosh sock, Madeline Tosh sock. And it is a pattern by Cecily Glowick McDonald. And it is a three-quarter sleeve cardigan with a wonderful little um, cable cable-y pattern along the edges on the front and Raglan, the collar top down and the collar one of my absolute favorite shapes to wear I can pin this one well actually I think we, I think I think I've talked about this on the podcast before because I put buttonholes in it yep and then I decided I didn't want buttons because I use a stick pin to close it and I close it generally two different ways. I can put the stick pin at the top or I can put the stick pin in the middle at the waist and I like having that versatility because I did not put buttons, buttonholes all the way down. But yeah, I think the pattern itself only calls for three a few buttonholes button button at the very at the top. top. It's one of the top closing cardigans, Yeah, but I can wear it two different ways this way so i'm very happy with it and the buttonholes are so tiny that if you choose to not use buttons you can't even really see the buttonholes right right and i think at one time i was going to sew them shut and i never did because you can't even see them yeah they and work this, into the cable pattern yeah, really well this way if i change my mind and decide to add buttons at some point i can oh true huh yeah and it's in the stovepipe colorway and i'm sitting here almost drooling because it's so pretty <laughs> i love it and like i said this is one of my favorite sweater shapes and i've been thinking a lot about sweater shapes as we'll talk about later on but this is definitely one of my favorite. Also one of my favorite weights for a sweater. Yes. It's a sock weight yarn. And yes, it is tiny stitches, tiny needles, but I love the fabric that it makes. And I find that I wear these sorts of sweaters all year round. So yeah. very useful. I feel the same <laughs> way. My fingering weight sweaters get, I think, more wear than pretty yeah. much anything else. Yeah. Consistent wear. Yeah, definitely. Because we can wear them all year round. And this is the sweater that Charlene and I both knit one. I knit oh, mine, right. of course, in Pop Rocks. That's right. We have and a picture on, on our, our blog. blog of us wearing the sweater. And I think because even if it's, I remember that picture is just taken with a camera phone. It's not that great. No, it's not. It's pretty photo, blurry. And... But because it's some of my favorite sweaters, I keep it up there. One of these days we'll take a better one. <laughs> well, we should get someone to take a picture of us out and about today. Yeah, we'll and, do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. add another picture yeah. to the blog. <laughs> So what are you wearing? I am wearing my Colors of Kauai sweater, which is also Madeline Tosh yarn. This is Tosh DK in the neon rose colorway. 
and this is a pattern by Hannah Missy Jueska, and it's a little shorter than elbow length sleeves is what I happen to have knit. Mm -hmm. And it's also top down, but it's not a raglan construction and it has cool set in sleeves and it has a beautiful little lace pattern at the, it probably starts halfway down the sleeve and ends, you know, it's part of the cuff detail on the sleeve and it's a lace panel on the fronts. <clears throat> so I've spoken about this on the podcast, re podcast recently <laughs> because I didn't finish it that long ago. So nothing new to report that you haven't already heard recently about okay. Colors of Kauai, except for that I love it. And today I'm actually wearing it unbuttoned, and I think I prefer it that way. That's cute. I really Both like ways. it. Both ways. So what are you stocking? We're going out of order. You always start. What are oh, you stocking? Okay. What am I stocking? <laughs> I have been adding and subtracting items from my Ravelry queue this week in preparation for our little mini yarn crawl today. I like to keep my queue somewhat manageable and have it reflect items that I actually want to knit as opposed to items that I favorite, which we've talked about before, but my favorites I tend to use for just things that I like for a reason, a project I admire, a color, a technique, etc. But I like to keep my queue, things that I hopefully I will knit, but of course that's always fluid and always changing too. And how many so. pages is your queue? I don't know. Probably not more than one. No, it's got quite a few. It's got more items than I really could knit, but they're all things that I kind of want to knit. I think it's up around 30 now. Okay, mine's seven pages long. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many items are on a page, to be honest. I'm 30, not sure. Uh, or I okay. think 29 <laughs> or something like that, somewhere around there. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not <clears throat> sure. But I do. Mine is always fluid. I'm always changing it. I'm changing mine, too. They are all things that I would someday like to knit. Yeah. But yeah. I obviously won't get to that many, but probably. I, I tend to go through phases where I'll add, add, add a lot of things within a span of two or three days because I'm in that mode and I'm just adding a lot of a lot of projects. And then I'll look at it and I'll panic and I think, I can't really knit all these things. And then I purge, purge, purge. <laughs> so it was a little bit of both the last couple of days in prep for today. But a couple of the recently queued items, let's see, have included two Amy Herzog patterns. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because it, the patterns that I queued led me to join her Ravelry group. And then in her Ravelry group, Amy had talked about a new software program that she has coming out, and she was looking for test knitters. And so Gail and I will be beta testing and knitting sweaters based on this new software from Amy Herzog. So of course, in connection with my stocking, I have been, again, stocking my own stash. Yes, <laughs> because it, to beta test for Amy's new software program, is it called Custom Fit? It is called Custom Fit, and she has a little blurb about it in her group on Ravelry and on her blog. So if you would like to see anything else, what she has to say about it, you can go to either of those two areas. But Gail and I have just been stalking our own stashes with that in mind. Go yeah, ahead. because of just a super brief, brief synopsis about the software, 
We've mentioned her Fit to Flatter class, Mm -hmm. which is a craftsy class, and her book, which accompanies the class, or it's a standalone book, obviously, also, or you can do the craftsy class and the book. Amy also travels around and does the class in person on a regular basis around the country. I have several friends who have taken the class in person and rave about Amy. So this is kind of the next progression after all of her classes. The software you can use, you can plug in your measurements, you can choose from different styles of sweaters, you knit a gauge swatch, you enter your gauge, and you choose from the selection of sweater types, styles, design elements, etc., and it makes a pattern specific to you. So we're both stocking our stashes and getting ready to knit swatches in anticipation for creating our own sweaters with the custom fit software. Right. So right. it's really exciting. It's, you know, it's a design your own sweater, basically, yes. <laughs> based on the fit to flatter and any other design concepts you happen to want to use. So right. super, super excited about yeah. it. I am so, so excited about it. Yeah. So we've both been discussing yarn possibilities, and that's pretty much what we're stocking in addition to our stocking possibilities for our next knit along. Now we forgot, my apologies, to look up the brilliant Yarniacs Ravelry group member who suggested that we do a knit along based on the Pantone color of the year. I am currently out of Wi-Fi range, so I couldn't even look it up on my iPhone. So we'll give you credit in the thread and on the next episode because you just had a brilliant idea. So Charlene, you guys know how reticent she usually is to join in knit-alongs. <laughs> she is the one who like took this up and ran with it. So I want you to describe how you embellished okay. and, imp- and so, you know, added to the idea. Well, we were talking about possible knit-alongs, and then we saw the suggestion for a color-based knit-along. And Gail and I have really had so much fun talking about color and reading about color and bringing dyers to the podcast that we, we've we just really been thinking a lot about color. And when I made the show notes for the previous episode where we discussed uh, color and color affinity, I guess would be the topic, I put links to the Pantone colors of the year for the past several years. And then there was a color forecast for spring 2013 and fall 2013. So to expand upon the idea of a knit along based on the color of the year, we would like to host a knit along for the colors, the Pantone colors for fall 2013, which is a palette of I think there are 13. Let's see. There's about eight or nine colors. Oh, okay. Fewer than I thought. Yeah. So it's, it's called the Pantone Fashion Color Report Fall 2013. The palette includes Emerald, which is the 2013 color of the year, Mykonos Blue, Linden Green, Acai, Samba, Koi, Deep Lichen, Green, Vivacious. Oh, deep lichen green, vivacious, turbulence, and carafe. So, of course, the names, you're not going to be able to tell what they look like, but I will put a link and we'll put a little uh, link or a link and a image in our show notes and in the thread for the knit along. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll have the link there so you, you can actually go and look at it on the Pantone site. But the colors are really fun. There's they a are. lot of choices. So don't panic. You don't have to knit in emerald green. There are, as I mentioned before, there's different shades of green. There's a blue, there's a red, there's a pink. They're all pretty bright colors. Yet well, no, still I fall. shouldn't say that. They're not all bright because turbulence is a, is a gray. Yeah. And the deep lichen green is a olive tone, yeah. moss yeah. tone. So they're not all bright, but they're... Um, You're guaranteed to find a color that will work with your complexion and wardrobe. Yeah. So, and and the yarns that both Gail and I are looking at are actually more tonals. So they have a little bit of the one of these colors in it, but they also kind of flow into a, di a darker and a lighter. So, you know, take it and run with it. I'm really curious to see what you guys come up with. Well, and... Charlene has an even better idea. Well... <laughs> this was this was totally her because I'm not clever enough for this. Well, what we were thinking, what would be fun is if everybody had their project in mind. Now these are fall colors. So we're working towards having a something completed in the fall color for fall 2013. And we want you to think about a complete look. And when you photograph your piece, whatever it is, a cardigan, a shawl, whatever. A hat. A hat it doesn't, whatever, we don't care what you knit. Right. Whatever garment it is, we want you to photograph it with a complete fall look. Like how you would style that piece. If you're wearing a cardigan, show us if you're going to style it with a sweater or blue jeans, as is my case, probably. If you're wearing a hat, show it show it with a coat or a jacket, you know, something fun. And if you don't like photographing yourself, looks, lay out the clothes. If you look, prefer to sketch, that's fine too, but I think it would be really fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. <laughs> It'll be a challenge for me. My, one of my other friends who's very fashion savvy, she said, oh, it's an opportunity for Max to style you again because <laughs> she knew I wouldn't be able to do it myself. But I think it's just an awesome idea. And like Charlene said, you don't have to use a solid for one of the colors because I actually brought my two yarn choices that I wanted to use and asked Charlene to okay them because <laughs> the first one that I'm considering using is my Western Sky Knits Magnolia Worsted which is in the Enchanted Forest colorway, I think it is. Something forest, I apologize, I didn't write it down. It has the emerald green in it, but it's tonal, so it has a lot of darker greens in it as well. So I'm stalking either the February Fitted Pullover, which is coincidentally oh, an Amy Herzog pattern, <laughs> or the Julissa. Both of those are pullovers. The Julissa is by Vanessa Smith, and I've had both of them in my queue for a mighty long time, and I could knit either one of those for a fall look. Or there's another one. It's a tunic called Aniron, A-N-I-R-O-N, by Louise O'Neill. And I have the Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL Sport in the brick mm. colorway, which I think Samba was the name right. of the Pantone color. So. Yeah. That, again, tonally, Samba is in that yarn, but you wouldn't call the whole colorway samba right, right. so those are the three things i'm stocking for the knit along thinking one i could use stash yarn that i've really wanted to use for a long time two i could probably knit something that's been in my queue for a really long <laughs> right. time and three any one of those three would make such an awesome fall look yeah and like gail 
I am going to be knitting with yarn from my stash that has been in Yay. my stash for a while. I am going to be using my Tosh Merino Light in the colorway William Morris, which is not as tonal as Gail's yarns, but it is tonal and it's got a little bit of that brown carafe color, but it also has a little bit of green in it. If you're familiar with William Morris, a lot of the fabrics and textiles and pottery that was designed at that time period has have this green color to it there's some there's tiles that were made at the time that have this green color and so that green there's a little flecks of green thrown into this tonal brown it's so beautiful it is beautiful and i've had it in my stash for, for a long, long time, time. <laughs> and i really like it but you know I was having this discussion with somebody just last week. The reason I haven't knit with it, I think, is it is because brown has such a a negative connotation, I think. A lot of people say, oh, it's brown. And oh, <laughs> so I think I just haven't been excited about knitting with it because it's brown. But now I'm going to say it's carafe with flecks of emerald. <laughs> well, yeah, or you know what you could even do? You know how the longer necklaces are so fashionable yeah. right now? Yeah. When I wear my boxy, did you say you were knitting boxy? I didn't, but I oh. am going to. <laughs> Sorry. That's, no, it's perfect. Alert. No, perfect intro. I was going to say, because everybody has heard about boxy and they're probably really tired of hearing me say I want to knit boxy, so... I'm going to get it out of the way. <laughs> so that's the sweater she was planning with the yarn. When I wear my boxy, I like to wear a long necklace with it, which mm -hmm. I never normally do. Mm -hmm. But it looks really cute with that type of sweater. You could totally find stones that match that green fleck yeah, and pull that out of the sweater. Definitely, because there's turquoise. Yeah, that's what there I was just some, thinking. You turquoise know, You know how be, turquoise has, it, it has a range of it's color. It's a tonal. Yeah, so, a tonal stone. Yeah, cool. I'm so, so excited you're finally going to knit it. <laughs> those are the things we are stocking for our future knitting. And the knit along, we didn't give dates. Oh, it yes, will start the Friday the 12th, which will be the date this podcast goes live. And it's going to end in our fall theme on the Equinox, which is Sunday, September 22nd. So is that the first official day of fall? I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. It seems early to me. It doesn't... Well, because we have Indian summer. It's usually the 21st or 22nd. Okay. And then depending on... But our local weather doesn't turn fall-like for quite a while until after you, that. Until the end of October. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we have cool nights, cool mornings, and then warm days. So that's the plan. Friday, July 12th through Sunday, September 22nd. Knit anything you want using one of the Pantone Fall 2013 colors. And again, the yarn does not have to be a solid one of those colors as long as the color is in the yarn represented. And have fun with it. We yeah, can't get, wait to see the creative. fall looks. I'm so excited. I know I'm going to get fashion ideas from all of you. I mean, this color discussion has just been so fun. And this will just be kind of a culmination of how and we I can know, all putting it take all together. our colors, put it together, and make something for fall. Super exciting. Yeah. And just a side note on those long, stylish necklaces, we just recently got a Forever 21 store in downtown Santa Cruz, and the quality there, not so great, but they have very inexpensive jewelry, so mm. it would be a, a 
a very good place possibly to look for stuff like that and not spend never a lot been of money. In that store. It's not really my style, but Josie really likes it, so we go yeah. into it often. Of course, that's right. Of course, Gail yeah. has two teenage, teenage daughters. daughters. <laughs> there you go. But a lot of my friends who are fashion savvy actually buy jewelry there because oh, it's really? so affordable. So yeah. there you go. Like $2 necklaces. Hmm. So there you go. All right. So um, are you stocking anything else? Oh, what yarn were you thinking of using for the Amy custom fit test? You know, I've got two choices one of them is a deep purple dreaming color classy the other one is um a sock yarn the fragrant madeline tosh fragrant sock yarn and i'm going back and forth about them so yeah those are i haven't really decided which yet. one <laughs> because i'm going to finally use my malabrigo arroyo in the english rose colorway which i have had in stash over a year and a half because i bought that stitches 2012 oh wow long time ago yeah. and it's just been sitting there saying please knit me please <laughs> knit me please and i've never been able to pick you know a specific pattern so here we go i'm gonna use it for amy's right. test um beta testing which i'm really excited yeah and for the madeline tosh lovers out there there is another knit along starting up july 15th through i think august 31st the twist and shout knit along if you're interested go check out the madeline tosh lovers group but i will be knitting with some dk twist base coming up soon including the nas key leg warmers that oh, i talked yeah. about the last episode <laughs> i'm gonna knit them in the title base and colorway and i'm so excited cool so those are all the stocking notes. Yay. So what are you actually knitting? All right. Well, I am actually knitting the same things I think I talked about last time. Yeah. Oh, as well. I look at my notes, I am. I am still working on my Askew Shawl by Lisa Much. I'm at a point where it's just repeating the two rows over and over again. So for me, <laughs> that is comfort knitting. I do not mind that kind of knitting at all. It's easy to pick up when I have a few minutes. I love it. And I, I am knitting mine out of a lace weight that I'm holding doubled. And it's, it might be, a, I think I'm knitting it on a smaller size needle than the pattern recommends. So at this point, since I have a lot of yarn, I'm just going to knit until the shawl suits me size-wise and not follow the pattern exactly size, for sizing directions. Although I'm still following the pattern for the shaping. So I think that will that will be good. I'm not in any rush to finish that. It's just pick up a knit when I want. The second thing I'm working on is the Low Tide Cardigan, which is by Tin Can Knits. And that one is coming out great. It's I'm really beautiful. excited with it. I'm using a lightweight fingering yarn from Lorna's Laces called Soulmate. And I think I talked about this last time. And this time I looked it up. The Soulmate yarn is 55% merino, 30% outlast, and 15% nylon. And I looked up outlast, and outlast is an acrylic that will regulate the temperature of the wearer. And I, I there's actually an outlast website, so this is a, a, a website for the fiber itself interesting and I read a little bit about it and 
it's supposed to, if the wearer is hot, the outlast fiber is supposed to draw heat away from the body. If the wearer is cool, it's supposed to help retain heat to keep the wearer warm. Ooh. I have no idea how that works. To me, it sounds like it could be a magical Harry Potter garment. <laughs> I was but... just thinking <laughs> someone wove, uh, waved a magic wand over it. Yeah, but I'm really like, I I am really liking working with the yarn. I you add together the thirty percent and the fifteen percent nylon and fifty five percent merino, so it's almost half acrylic or half yeah it's only half man wool fiber. but it feels really good working with it you i don't never would get, have guessed feeling it yeah it was, you don't yeah. get a squeak feeling at all from the acrylic it feels wonderful going through my fingers as i knit it's a lighter fingering i think or it's a fingering weight yarn but on the lighter side of things which i think will make it really nice for garments because it will just lay very nicely and it's actually the yarn that's recommended for another Amy Herzog <laughs> pattern called Afterlight which I have my eye on which is a pullover top that's pretty and it has gathers on the slight V neckline so you don't want to use a fingering weight that's too heavy because the gathers will not lay properly so I think that this yarn would be perfect. So I am I think I'm shopping around for some more of this yarn in another colorway for that top as well, for something in the future. And I've made a couple of modifications to mine and I'll just mention them briefly. I decided that I did not want to button mine because all the projects that I saw, everybody was wearing it, well, I, I didn't say that properly. I decided that I didn't want to make mine as a cardigan because all the projects that I saw, nobody was wearing it open. So I didn't see any need to make that top part in three pieces. So I made the top part in two pieces. So there is a front and a back. I'm going to be put that over my head. And then the bottom flowy part of the cardigan is still open. That's my only difference. And I'm still going to put buttons on the front so it gives it that cardigan look i don't know if i explained that very well i think when they see pictures <laughs> it'll make sense because i had yeah. a hard time visualizing that until you tried it on for me the it other day it won't look any different, different visually because i'm going to put buttons on it but instead of pulling it on over or putting my arms no that's not right instead of putting it on like a cardigan putting it on like a cardigan put it thank on you over Gail. your head i'll pull it on over my head right so it, she'll have to dress like it's a pullover because it is attached at the top across right. the chest. Right. And the second mod that I did was I tried the sleeves and the bottom of the cardigan as written with the rolled hem. And I decided I didn't like that. So I added a gar garter ribbing or not ribbing, garter edge to the sleeves. And I think I'm going to add a garter edge to the bottom of the cardigan as Good. well. That was the only thing about the whole sweater when you tried it on for me the other day. I thought that roll is going to, I don't know if it would bother you on your backside. I know it looks fun sometimes in the collar, like the button band area, like a featherweight right, rolls. And right. I like that. But if it's on the backside of your sweater and you're kind of sitting on it or whatever throughout the day, I know that would bug me. Yeah. I I'd constantly be trying to flatten it out. It, 
doesn't roll as much on the sample sweater and I think perhaps because the soulmate yarn is so light perhaps my yarn curls oh, more. more okay so that might be just a yarn choice issue for me but mine rolled an awful it did. lot it and did. granted I hadn't blocked it yet but it's stuck in that stitch it's going to roll mm -hmm. anyway so I I don't think rolling is never something that I say it'll block out because it won't block no. out at least rolling on stockinette stitch so I am going to and I was worried that maybe it was I wanted it a little bit longer too so I think if I just add a little few rows of garter stitch on the bottom that that will take care of that oh issue. for sure because yeah. then it'll pull that roll yeah. down and it'll make yeah. it longer just by virtue of unrolling yeah so how about you Gail what are you knitting well I have to comment on the low tide it was yet another example of <laughs> I don't know if I'd knit that for myself. I just not sure exactly until I saw it on Charlene and it's definitely, it was already in my queue as a potential, but now it's going to be a definite because yeah. with the mods she has described, beautiful. It looks beautiful on her. It doesn't look top heavy, like it hangs down at all. It's not well, it is form-fitting, but not tight. It's form-fitting the way I did it. Yeah, yeah, and it's up higher, so it's... I'm not describing this very well. It's not <laughs> low-cut. It's not droopy. It just looks really darling on her. Yeah, I I made a smaller size on the top than I probably would have normally, just because it looked so... It, it seemed to come out big on everybody and not big in a bad way, but some people just mentioned that they would have gone smaller had they known it was going to droop so much. And I think part of it might be because when you knit the top, it's knit sideways. So I think that might stretch mm -hmm. out a little bit. So I think it just stretches out with wear, but I did make mine a little bit smaller than I would normally start out making the garment, and I think that worked. Well, and one thing we noticed, because of course I asked, well, what size did you knit? And we pulled out the pattern, and I did it make was... the smaller one. Oh, you didn't do 32? I didn't. I oh. made the smaller one. I, I ended up, when I counted stitches, I realized that I had gone with the smaller one. Okay, because it was like a 29-something size, so. yeah. a 32, and then a 36. Yeah. And my comment was, I don't want to knit the 36, No, but the I... 32 would be too small because we thought that's what Charlene had knit, but she right. actually knit the 29. So I could probably do the 32. Yeah, I think you could. But we were discussing how to modify the pattern if I wanted to go somewhere between a 32 oh, and a 36. Oh, and I think that would be easy to do as well. Yeah, she said that the lace patterning, because you're doing it in side-to-side -side pieces, is easy to modify, and the fronts don't need to match to the back because you don't seam the lace pieces. Right. So that was my big right. concern is, well, how do I end it so that they look right when they're joined together, but they don't get joined they together. Don't. So There's, they have the sleeve interrupting them and both front and back are joined to the sleeves. Yeah. So, so in other words, it would be an easy pattern to modify right. if you're between sizes. Right. So keep that in mind if you've been looking at that sweater as a possibility. Yeah. All right, so what am I knitting? I have three projects currently on the needles. The Biggest Booga Bag by Julie Anderson. Super, super popular pattern her Booga bag was. I went for the bigger sized pattern because I want to have a bag that's big enough to put my computer and my microphone into. 
along with like a knitting bag and whatever else I want to carry. So I thought, I have all this Patton's classic wool, which is awesome for felting. Mm -hmm. I'd love to knock that out of my stash. So I, on a spur of the moment decision, I was waiting for a meeting to start at work. <laughs> I bought the pattern and got home that day and cast it on. And I just finished the knitting for the bag and weaving in all the ends last night. It is almost big enough to call it a sweater. It's huge because it hasn't been felt. Right, right. So, and right now I have the six stitch I cord that I'm working on that will be the handle. So that will be felted soon and be done. Super excited about that. I've not made a big felted bag before, so fun. I'm also knitting the Wild Cherry Shawl by Melissa Goodale. I mentioned this in the stalking segment a few you episodes do. back. I'm using my Candy Skein Yarns Juicy Sport in the Brain Freeze colorway. <laughs> I love this yarn. I love the base. This is the second time I've knit with it. Great name. I really like it. The color is just beautiful. It's so pretty. Mm -hmm. Tonal, love, love, love it. And the texture of the yarn is great. I love the pattern. It's a fabulous pattern. Really fun knit. It was actually a trade with Maggie Vienna. Hi, Maggie. She wanted my New England Knits book that I was offering for sale in my library. She lives in Austria, so the shipping was ridiculous, outrageous to send a book. And I said, hey, why don't I just send it to you and you can gift me patterns, the value of the shipping. So she picked Wild Cherry and two other ones. So super excited about casting that on and that's getting close to being done. Thank you, Maggie. And the Bumble Beret, which is by Elizabeth, I cannot speak today. Elizabeth Doherty, who we met at Stitches, who is a very sweet woman. And the Bumble Beret has a little Bumble Bee on it. And it's a super fun color work pattern. I'm really enjoying it. I am knitting that with my Sincere Sheep Equity Sport Wool, which is 100% Rambouillet. And it's from, it's sourced from Kid Ranch in Buffalo, New York. So I have two grays and a purple. And I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to make that bumblebee pop because these are very muted colors for me, but it's going to be a really, really pretty finished beret. Yeah, it will be. I have to work on that in small bits because it's on size one double, oh, yeah. double pointed needles. No, it's got to be in a circular, but still super, super tiny. <laughs> I have these inexpensive wooden 16 inch circulars and I already broke the first oh. set of size oh, ones wow. knitting this because I have it so tight on right. there. Yeah. So I can't knit that one for very long at a time, but yeah. it's going to be so cute. It has the cutest little flowers in it and corrugated ribbing and it's super cute. Okay. So we're at about 35 minutes. Oh, okay. Perfect. So I think we're going to wrap up our normal segments there and we're going to take it on the road yes. and leave Santa Cruz and head for parts unknown and do a little bit of shopping. We'll get back and let you know how we do. Yeah. Talk to you soon. <laughs> so we're back. It is now Thursday, July 11th. We had intended to completely take you on the road with us and record while we went, but it was 100 degrees out, which means inside my car, all closed up to block out ambient noise would have been pretty much intolerable. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was too hot. and It was way too hot. And, and in our last store, I luckily went to reach for my iPhone to check on a pattern on Ravelry to find a 
voicemail from my husband saying, my car won't start. Please pick me and the kids up as soon as you can. So Charlene and I had to rush out of our last store and drive over Highway 17 back into Santa Cruz to rescue my family. Right. It so... was quite an uh, entertaining, exciting culmination <laughs> to an awesome day. So the day ended abruptly, yes. quickly. And like I said, we thought maybe we might be able to record a little bit when we got back into Santa Cruz, but that didn't happen. But so here we are now. So we're flexible. (laughs) And okay, I just have to ask Charlene, what are you wearing? (laughs) Oh, what am I? Well, since we've recorded, since it's been a little over 48 hours, I did finish my low tide card again. So this is what am I wearing part two? Plus, plus it went from whips to FOs because we hadn't talked about finished objects yet. So I'll, I'll talk about it on the next episode a little bit, but just wanted to tell you guys that I finished it. I am wearing my low tide cardigan. It is wonderful and yummy and I really, I really like it. It's adorable on her. It really is. And I have a few mods that I'll tell you guys about next time too, because I think that especially the way I knit the top is a winner, Unique. a definite yeah, I, winner. So. I will do that if I indeed knit the sweater. I will copy yeah, that. Yeah, definite winner. So and onward, because we didn't talk about finished objects. I actually have a couple. Oh, that's true. You have some yeah. finished objects. I do not. So well, this you is... do now. You didn't. Oh, that's two days true. Ago. I didn't two days ago, but. I'll You're talk not about this discuss next it, time. right? So you tell us what you have finished. And strangely enough, two of my whips. That were whips on Tuesday are now FOs. Also, I finished my <laughs> wild cherry chalet, which I love, and I finished my biggest booga bag. So I'll talk about those more on the next episode. Yay. But what I had finished as of when we were recording on Tuesday, I, following our own last episode advice for washing, blocking, storing your sweaters for the winter, I did that that very weekend. Pardon the uh, surfboard shaping noise in the background. <laughs> I did wash seven of my big, bulky winter sweaters. Oh, wow. And have since dried them, stored them with little lavender sachets and soaps. And I felt very accomplished. Wow. I was That's very proud great. of myself. Yeah. I also finished the Ka'ana Shawlette, which is a Jennifer Weissman free downloadable pattern on Ravelry. Really for a cute worsted shawl, shawl. It's beautiful. It turned out really, really pretty. And I don't know if you remember when I talked about stocking it and as a whip work in progress, I mentioned that I was nervous I wouldn't have enough yarn. And I had oh, enough by right. about 10 yards. So I knit the regular size called for in the pattern. She does give instructions in the pattern to knit one size smaller, I think, and one size larger or two sizes larger. I can't remember exactly. And she was awesome. She actually, we communicated on Ravelry a bit. And she went on vacation, and mm-hmm. when she got back, she PM'd me and asked if I had had enough yarn because oh, wow. she saw my work in progress work in progress picture didn't have the border on it yet, and she wanted to make sure I had enough to finish the And order. you only had 10 yards left? About that. Very that's little. That's a win. Yeah, a very that's big a, that's win. That's a definite win. <laughs> I know. I was very pleased. So that's a fabulous pattern. I highly, highly recommend it. Very pretty finished object. And the other thing I finished, also a free pattern on Ravelry, is the Rollin' Beret by Wooly Wormhead, which is knit with a bulky yarn. I used August Bird Bulky Clouds, which was gifted to me, and it's fabulous yarn and an awesome pattern because it's bulky weight yarn. I knit that 
in maybe an evening, maybe a yeah. little more than an evening. It was the most gratifying <laughs> knit ever and super cute beret too. It's just a straight awesome. up no frills beret, but it fits really well. So I recommend those free patterns and I actually finished some stuff. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So now we want to tell you a little bit about the Charlene's birthday 2013 yarn crawl. Yarn crawl. It so was super fun. We picked three stores to head out to. Two of them we've been to previously, although one of them has moved to a new location. So we saw it at a new location. And then one was a brand new store to both of us. And that one was actually the furthest away. And we kind of left the decision up until that morning to decide if we were going to go all the way to this store. It is nine rubies in San, San Mateo. Mateo. So that was a little bit of a trek for a one day. Nah, not that much. But it was about it was, oh an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, there away, was a little maybe? bit there was a little bit of traffic with yeah. it. But you know, we talked. It was, it was just <laughs> fine. We were just chatting away. Yeah. So we saw a couple new to us yarns there, which is always fun. fun. Um, namely Shalimar yarns and then Ba yarns, which I was, I had been very anxious to see. Ba yarns is out of San Diego and one of the women that works in the yarn store here is from San Diego. So she has often brought in pieces that were made of Ba yarns that oh. she purchased when she was in San Diego and I've always wanted to see it. So that was really fun to and see. And they were beautiful. Yeah, they both Absolutely were. Absolutely beautiful. And the Shalimar yarns too, exceptional colors. Yeah. I mean, breathtaking and like merino cashmere silk bases. So they were luxury bases. That's right. That's right. It wasn't your typical MCN. It no, was it was a step up, a notch up from that. MCS. S. MCS. <laughs> and, Marino yeah. cashmere silk. And yeah. I think the BA, it's B-A-A-H, also had an MCS up on I the think shelf. They did. Yeah, yeah, there was one shelf that had fingering mostly fingering there might have been some dk and i think it was ba on the top shalimar in the middle madeline tosh on the bottom two right. shelves and we just were hovering around that <laughs> set of shelves they also had a local dyer schaffenfreud oh that's right that was yeah. really pretty she had some gorgeous lace she had some beautiful bfl fingering if she had had a different color i probably would have purchased some of that mm -hmm. it was really really pretty Sorry about the ambient noise today. So those were the highlights of that particular show. Besides sure. the fact that they were so friendly, so helpful. They noticed our hand knits right away. Yeah, that and, was nice. Yeah, and they had a very, very good selection of yarns, too, in terms of everything from Malabrigo, Shepherd's Wool. Those right. are both very, very right. affordable. Yeah. All the way up to she even had some Plucky Knitter in stock. That's right. So very, yeah. very great variety of yarn. And then the second stop was a store called Uncommon Threads. And that's in Los Altos. In Los Altos. Same thing, very friendly women working there. They noticed us right away, greeted us, and we got right down to business because as soon as you walked in, there was a big <laughs> sale <Yes>. bin. So. <laughs> And I scored big time in the sale bins. I was very pleased. Yeah, really nice. And then we spent a lot of time 
going back over and over again and again because they had a lot of really nice colors of yarns that we had seen before but maybe new to us colors which I really always enjoy seeing new colors of Madeline Tosh and new just new colors of maybe old standards that not everybody carries but they also had oh that's right the imperial imperial ranch thank you they had imperial ranch in all of the weights they had what other interesting yarns did they have koigu they had a lot of koigu that was beautiful They they also had oh their handworks so that's an indie dyer, H-A-N-D-W-E-R-K-S. So that is hand-dyed, indie-dyed yarn as well that I don't see very often. Right. So it was very, very nice to see that in the store. In addition to, they sell a lot of Barocco, Rowan, and a lot of the other standard. They have a lot of Plymouth Encore there. Right. They also sell the Jameson, the fingering weight that people use for Fair Isle. They had that whole wall of those colors. And they also had Swan's Island. Yes. Which I was very... Nine Rubies had Swan's Island, too. They did, too. But they had far more colors at Uncommon Threads. And that's that's true. That's why there was a lot of color differences to me, too. So I I was more drawn to the colors at Uncommon Threads, but I ended up not purchasing a skein. I kind of wish I had, but... There's always more yarn, and I'll yes. run into it again, and I'll find it again. But what did you find at Uncommon Threads? At Uncommon Threads, I did buy a skein of a new yarn called Meadow, which is by the Fiber Company, and it is a lace fingering weight. I guess like when a we heavy looked it lace up, or yeah, when we, when we looked it up on Ravelry, I think they called it lace weight. I look, visually looking at it, it looks like a light fingering, so. It, I'm going to use it for a shawl, so either will be fine for me. And it is 40% merino, 25% llama, 20% silk, and 15% linen. So it's a unique fiber mix, and it feels really nice. Visually, it looks a little tweedy. There's little flecks of white white not it's almost not like there's white, a tiny gray. white ply to the yarn if i remember it correctly yeah because it i don't have it with flex. me so yeah but and the colors were all muted but very nice yes really nice colors i had a very hard time choosing <laughs> between colors and i was walking around with up to four skeins you know how that goes four skeins trying to decide and it was cute i finally did decide on well there was debate it's about either, what it color was de- it was. There's debate about what color it is. It's I either, think it's purple. She it's either it's a blue. dark blue or a violet. And isn't the colorway name something about violet? Gentian, gentian violet. Okay. So depending it could on the go light. either way, yeah. depending on the light, depending on what you wear it with. And then even when I looked at it in poor lighting in the very back of the store, unfortunately, where the mirror was, it just looked gray. So Right. So one of those interesting yarns that has a <laughs> yeah. personality. But then of the lighting, own. like I said, the lighting in the back of the store was very pure poor. And yeah. that's where the mirror was and almost every yarn you held up looked gray. Yes. So <laughs> Unfortunately that is yeah. Gray. So that was and, the Uncommon Threads recap. And then the third store. Oh, but in between oh, Uncommon okay. Threads and Green Planet, we oh. stopped at <laughs> Tenren Tea House and had 
bubble tea. Mm-hmm. If you've never had it before, bubble tea, also called boba tea, boba also tea, called ch- tapioca, tapioca tea. pearl tea, is we had jasmine milk tea that is iced, so it's served in a cup with ice, and there are little tapioca pearls that they put in the bottom of the cup, and it's kind of like a tea milkshake with these little chewy with the little nuggets in it. tapioca pearls in it, yeah. Really, I, really yummy. It's one of our highlights when we have a girl's day, if we can find uh, yeah, bubble it tea. Is. I believe that the bubble tea originated in Taiwan, Tenren... I believe is Chinese tea. So it's generally an Asian influenced type beverage, but I love it. (laughs) And I think people either love it or really, really don't like it. (laughs) There isn't much in between with bubble tea, but if you ever have a chance to try it, just give it a try. It's a unique beverage. Yeah, it's super yummy. And I figure we got our dairy for the day because it's milk based so <laughs> and they make lots of flavors you can get fruit flavored ones there are even like black tea flavor yeah yeah super strong to I'm, fruity, I'm pretty to basic mild. I stick with basic green tea but I know that my kids have gotten apple flavor I know my mom has gotten coconut and mango so you can get <laughs> all over all over the board on that. So. But that was one of the highlights of the day. Definitely. If you see, I think I put a picture in you the did. July. You did. <laughs> I think it was our July chat thread. Yeah, we both uh, look really happy. Yes, we have huge smiles on our face and our boba teas. And remember, it was 100 degrees out. It was 100 out. degrees <laughs> out. <laughs> so we're holding a chilled beverage. Mm-hmm. We're Loving real it. happy. <laughs> so then, third store. Third store was Green Planet, which since we had both gone to the store previously, it has moved. So this was the new location, which is much smaller than the previous location, but it was still a nice location. A lot of yarn packed into that's true. That store. That's true. Yeah. And there we saw some Pagewood Farms yarn, which I really wanted to try, but I did not. And some Sweet Fibers yarn, which I had, we had both seen at Stitches West this year. Wanted to try, but for whatever reason, did not try. I ended up purchasing a skein of that. And it's gorgeous. It is. Oh. It's a basic steel gray. So I'm not sure if I'm going to make a shawl or a scarf out of it. But and very it'll... tonal, too. It's not a flat yeah, color at all. Doesn't it have a those... silk? content i think it does yeah to be it honest, had that I, shimmer to yeah it that is yeah. very silk i'd have to, to go back and look at it so much yarn i'm kind of confused and the pagewood point. farms we both had so many different skeins in our hand like oh we should get this we yeah should get this, we should get this and then we ended up not getting any and, but that's okay because there's always day. more yarn exactly and it's something to try for the future exactly. i'm i'm i try never to regret yarn that wasn't purchased because there is always more yarn. That's true. (laughs) And the yarn I discovered at Green Planet Yarn is called Elfin. It's by Knit One Crochet Two, and it's a fingering weight that I didn't look up the exact blend, and I don't think I have a yarn ball tag with me, but it is merino. I think there's some silk 10% or some small percentage of Donegal Tweed, and I bought it in a colorway called Lagoon. Oh my gosh, I loved it when I saw it in the skein. I have hired my 14-year-old daughter to wind a bunch of my yarn for me (laughs) because I really don't want to do it, and she wound a bunch for me Wednesday, and I just cast on a swatch with this, and I 
love it. I have already decided this is what I'm going to use for the Amy Herzog test knit Yay. for her custom knit software. For sure. I'm just going to knit a straight up, like, wear all the time sweater for wearing at home. That'll be a really good Yeah, it's going to be perfect, that. right? Mm -hmm. And it's very inexpensive. It, they are small put-ups. I think it's a little over 200 yards per skein, and it was about $10 per skein. So I guess that's about yeah. normal. It would be about 400 ish for $20. But still, it's it's an affordable it yarn. Good. Yeah. I really like yeah. it so far, and I'm looking forward to knitting a sweater with it. <laughs> I'm knitting it on size 2s right now, and the it looks fabric great. is so pretty. It looks I might really like it nice. a little better on size 3s because I don't want it to stretch too right, much and get right. too like airy. Yeah, you'll definitely have to try it on different needles. Yeah, I have 3s in my little bag like. right here, yeah. too, so I yeah. can swatch in multiple yeah. sizes. And I'm being a good girl, and I'm swatching a really big swatch that's the recommendation for amy mm -hmm. for the custom knits it's Did she fit, say six inches fit to flatter or knit to flatter knit, knit to flatter to is flatter. the name of the course yeah. i keep getting it wrong and i didn't measure it but that's at least six inches mm -hmm. i think so so I'm you'll be able to get a good a feel good, for the fabric yeah yeah and what i'm going to do is the same thing she has done in her classes you knit you know about six inches across to six inches high, then I'll do a few rows rows of garter, then I'll continue the swatch, but then switch to the bigger mm -hmm. needles yeah. and see how the fabric compares yeah. and moves, and I'm super excited about this. Yeah, and since we recorded, I think we've decided that I am going to use some shepherd's wool for a basic cardigan, perhaps. I'm not really sure quite yet, but I'm going to start swatch my swatch this weekend as well yeah we're swatching machines right now <laughs> which is pretty cool i i was at work today and i was in a meeting and they got sidetracked on a political discussion that had nothing to do with me so i was making a little note of all the things that i want to knit oh my goodness gracious my list has really gotten yeah. long recently yeah yeah so that is the recap of the three wonderful local yarn stores all of which we both recommend for mm -hmm. selection nice ambiance and friendly service i i was very pleased not that i expect to not have friendly service but it was great it was just yeah. a really wonderful day except Definitely. for the car breaking down <laughs> that was the only the only bad part uh, but at least they had the good grace to break down at the end of the day yes no kidding <laughs> huh oh my gosh if we had to had had to rush out from the first yeah, door I that would have been disappointing very much so and we wanted to recap with a cool story about colors relating back to our color affinity and our knit along. And I do have to say, Josie wound up some of my Western Sky Knits Magnolia Worsted. It's called Forest Night. I was bobbling the name earlier in this episode. Forest Night. Oh, okay. It's also incredible. Yay. And the BFL Sport Blue Moon Fibers in Brick. I started a swatch with that last night. I think I might have to knit something in both of them for our knit along because All they right. are both so pretty. All right. So now you guys know the basic, the basic rules for the knit along. I just want to tell a quick color story that I did tell in a thread on, in our Ravelry group, but I just want to tell it on the podcast here because we were at what there was one of the, one of the yarns that I wanted to try was the Pagewood Farms yarn. At this particular store, none of the colors really were calling to me, but I knew I wanted to try that yarn. The one color that I thought might work for me was this orange color. The color, it's, if you look at the fall Pantone 
colors for for fall 2013 that we've been talking about it's the color koi so it's an orangey color mm -hmm. and i was looking at it looking at it really I, I liked it, but it just, it's not my normal color, and I just couldn't figure out if that would work in my wardrobe, whatever, so I didn't get it. We went on to the next store, and as we were walking to the store, we passed a little clothing boutique, and in the window, there was a mannequin wearing blue jeans, a white t-shirt, and a really nice cardigan made out of yarn in this koi color yes so, so there's your pantone color prediction the, the fall 2013 colors are coming into the retail stores you can see clothing made in those colors but the thing is when i looked at this outfit pre-made up on the mannequin i thought oh my goodness i love that i could wear that pretty much with, stopped her in her tracks with something so simple as jeans and a white t-shirt and jeans and t-shirts are pretty much my uniform if I don't have to be at yeah. work. That's what I wear a lot. So just a reminder that maybe sometimes you do have to think outside your own little color box. And something so simple as jeans and a t-shirt can make one piece with a new color work. Very good case yeah. in point. And the sweater was super cute. It was super cute. Not just the color, but the design. <laughs> we were both looking at it like, hmm. So keep that in mind. I'll put a link to the Pantone Fall 2013 colors for everyone to look at and start shopping their stashes for what they have and what they could potentially knit for our knit-along. Yeah, and let the knit-along begin. Yeah. That's tomorrow already. And with that, Happy I listening. Thanks so it. much for tuning in and, and going on our little adventure yes. with us. <laughs> and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>